You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by a 2011 NLCDC fellow, Gregory Sandanez here. A returning champion, one of our fave guests, is back. We're talking gratitude and joyfulness and mindfulness, all the things that are a little tricky to come by in these very trying pandemic and post-election times. But last couple episodes we've dropped have been on this theme, so we're continuing it now. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Gregory, how would you describe your morale these days? You know, I would say that I'm taking it day by day, but <laughs> um, one thing that I've really been able to to find joy in, to find time to free to free my mind and my spirit is is through dance. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but just give folks a little bit of context. Remind us what part of the country you're in. Yeah, so I am based in Washington, D.C. So we all saw a lot of dancing for sure in the last uh, week or so out in the streets and a lot of pot banging and just sort of general gleefulness. Has that been something that's been sustained? How are folks feeling about the impending transition to a new administration? You know, I think that there's a mix of feelings. I think folks have been, have recognized the kind of harm and the hurt and the pain that many folks, especially from marginalized communities, have been facing these past four years. So are excited about what this victory, what this election outcome will mean in terms of relief for folks. Um, I think folks um, are also ready to keep organizing. I think they see this as an opportunity to push for policies um, that will bring us closer towards justice. And so um, I think the music, the dance, and the joyfulness is, is a sign of what's to come and the sign of, a, the, sign of the, res, res, the resilience of, yeah. of communities who've been able to sustain, you know, after four years, but also really decades and generations. And then for folks that don't live there, is there actually a, a palpable change when administrations change over? Just because I imagine there's a lot of new folks coming in with a new admin, hopefully some folks going out. Like, What's the actual vibe in the city like when those changes happen? Yeah, well, so it's interesting because I actually moved to D.C. in the summer of 2008. Hmm. Um, and I actually felt a huge difference as um, uh, Barack Obama won his election and was transitioning in. Um, and there was a, 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 a similar feeling of folks transitioning after he finished his term and, and, and Donald Trump was, was coming in. And so I imagine there's going to be a similar energy. I imagine that there are going to be people, uh, people who are going to be um, coming, uh, moving, coming to DC because of, they see potential opportunities. But I also think people are going to, you know, make question like, is me staying going to be the best place or best way to sp- spend my time. Um, but I think that there's always one thing that I've learned um, through the many years that I've lived to here in DC is there's also like a l- vibrant local community of folks who, no matter who's in the white house, who's in the administration that they've, are continuing to organize and build. And so one thing that I'm, I like to do is ask folks, especially folks who are coming in, how are you staying connected locally? How are you being engaged with local um, organizations and local politics too, which I think is just as important. Um, and so, and I think there's also some interesting opportunities bubbling up here at the local area as well. And then is there any further momentum on DC becoming a state? I feel like that pops up right every four years when we're talking about Elections, and certainly I think now with so much scrutiny on on how disproportionately uh, folks in in different states are represented in the Senate, and how that's really unfair to to places like DC. Is there any confidence or momentum that will change in our lifetimes, or is that a pipe dream? You know, there's definitely momentum. Um, the the due to, due to the leadership of folks like Eleanor Holmes Norton. Um, a lot of local organizations like um, 
uh, DC vote. Like there's the most co-sponsors both in the House and the Senate for DC statehood legislation. Um, it's becoming championed by folks in the democracy space, um, mm-hmm. both local and national organizations who are saying that this is key. This is an issue that's important for democracy, an issue or important to racial justice. Um, because, you know, as, as folks know, there's a, a large population of Black folks and it's a majority of Black folks here in, in the district. And um, when you bring in the people of color, there's a, a, a lot of folks who mm-hmm. um, are paying taxes, contributing both to local and federal economies, but don't have a formal vote in the Senate or the House. And so I know that folks are planning to continue to push the, push, um, the DC state efforts. And I think momentum is only growing and building. And as more folks are championing it, um, more folks are also figuring out how are we gonna make sure that it becomes a priority um, uh, in, in Congress once, when we hopefully get the votes. Yeah. When we get back with Gregory, we'll talk more about how he's finding joy in dance and other things. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Zach. We'll be back. All right, so let's talk dance. Is this in a formal way? Is this you on your own? Give folks a scoop on what's actually happening here. <laughs> yes, it's actually a mix. So I actually um, have been doing a lot more dance just on my own. I actually built a, a, a mini dance dance studio in one of the rooms in my, my place. I put some mirrors up um, and have been trying to do more online classes and trying to be more with um, folks in the dance community and the creative and artist community. Um, so it's, it's, it's a mix, both just for myself, but also in community with, uh, with, with other folks in, in the dance community. And this has been something you've done the majority of your life, or have you come to it later in life? How would you describe the relationship there? Yeah, you know, um, I appreciate this question. I, I've danced um, in informal ways throughout my whole life. I actually joke around with my mom and dad about how I, I was the person that used to lead the line dances at their like <laughs> picnics. Um, and, you know, I was actually part of my high school and um, college dance teams and even started a dance team here in D.C. Um, some years ago that is no longer active anymore. It's called it was called social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that um, I really realized during the, the, the start of the pandemic was that um, dance was one of the, the few things that where I felt the most free and that, um, you know, luckily I had a, a job where I could work from home. And I um, one thing I started doing was like, let me just spend more time dancing, just playing music and freestyling. And, and sometimes I try to choreograph and I've been, like I said, taking more classes too and making more time for it. And I'm realizing it's help. It's helping not only my own like physical and mental well, well-being, but it's connecting it to my organizing, connecting it to, to my advocacy and, and, and the work that I do every day is also strengthening it and providing space for more folks to feel inspired to, to, to do what makes them happy and, um, what will inspire others to to be free too? You know, one of the things I'm interested about is you, know, you think back to March when we started this pandemic journey and the ebbs and flows of enthusiasm about hobbies and tasks and things that we like doing, right? So there's kind of like the the, the sourdough bread making phase. There was the Zoom happy hour phase. There was uh, I'm going to read a bunch of books phase. So I, I'm curious how you sort of have evolved from the beginning of this experience to now, and and also how you're finding ways to keep motivated or excited to keep up these things that you're visiting now, it sounds like in, in such a meaningful way. How do you maybe plan to keep that going through April or through next summer, whenever we start to see things kind of roll back to some semblance of normal? 
Yeah, well, um, it was. I like. I, I tell people that it was because of the pandemic that I started a TikTok. There you go. <laughs> um, so I've been trying to be more intentional about um, posting more content there. It's uh, um, uh, and but I've also been more intentional about finding more opportunities. So I actually re- I'm excited because I recently started a, a, a creative residency um, called Two O Two Creates. Um, which is a which is an initiative um, under uh, the DC Mayor Murrow Bowser that brings together artists, creatives, entrepreneurs who are trying to um, do more for the creative economy and to build a stronger sense of community. And I just started that last week, and so I think I'm finding I'm trying to find more ways to um, live at those intersections of being a creative, a dancer, an organizer, um, a healer, and um, I've been also trying to reconnect with folks that I used to dance with in high school and in college and to kind of see what they're up to and to um, try to be inspired to think about what what could a maybe local dance initiative look like? How could I actually, you know, as we think about the transition, even in the administration, and there might be more or, more actions or ways to move campaigns, how could we bring dance or how can we bring more arts and culture to those actions and to those campaigns? And so um, I think those are, there are actually a lot of opportunities ahead and I'm excited about what that means, but also how I could also use my craft and use my passion for dance to um, encourage other people to do the same. And then last thing, since you are listening to so much music right now, any artists we should check out? <laughs> well, I'm really excited about Missy Elliott. I know okay. that um, <laughs> Missy Elliott's been around for some time, but Missy is um, starting to to, to um, have some new music coming out and is featured on some different music. So I would recommend checking out Missy Elliott. Um, and then I actually, um, there's this uh, playlist on um, Spotify that I'm listen to, listening to right now um and it's in uh, honor of um, this is november and it's native american hmm. um, um, history month and um, a, a playlist of all indigenous and native artists um so i would also encourage folks to check that out it's it's been pretty inspiring love it well thanks so much for coming on thanks for sharing some of your story and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the zag make sure to stay tuned to the feed all week as we're dropping different episodes with different alums who are finding unique and meaningful ways to express joy and gratitude and mindfulness in these stressful times as we push towards the end of november and into winter check them out all the places you get your podcasts soundcloud spotify stitcher they're all there until next time we'll catch you soon